many times, especially right now, we're operating in a world where information is right at our fingertips. But we have to, to do a very good job of distilling that information and asking ourselves, is this information relevant for me based on the current stage of business and season I am in? Have you ever wondered, how do you grow a socially conscious and environmentally friendly e-commerce brand online while also making a profit? Yeah, me too. After watching my family members suffer through cancer and heart disease using products by companies that care more about profits than their customers, there must be a better way, right? That's when I discovered an emerging wave of successful, purpose-driven businesses and I knew I needed to be a part of it. So join me as we dive into the stories behind the most inspiring brands in the world and discover the secrets on how they successfully win over the vote of their customers' wallets and grow their business online. My name is Vincent Tanyono and welcome to the e-commerce speak podcast. Welcome to another episode of the e-commerce speak podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Maureen Wangi. Maureen is the brand growth strategist behind some of America's most beloved brands like L'Oreal, Chobani, Dove, and Lace. I've definitely heard of some of these, like especially Lace eating all the chips. <laughs> and she is the creator of the Big Brand Academy, the Product Profit Lab, and Start Work Consulting. And it's a consulting firm dedicated to teaching product-based entrepreneurs sales and marketing strategies you need to scale with scientific precisions so that you can turn your, uh, your product brands into household names. Now, Maureen's zone of genius is her rare ability to connect with the market and turn real data into brand growth strategies that drive multi-million dollar growth. And she also has a non-profit organization, Taji Foundation, which supports boys in Kenya to get the education they need to lift their families out of poverty and build generational wealth. Super excited to have you here, Maureen. That's amazing what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here to share my experience and contribute to your listeners. Yeah, so can you share a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey? Like you came from uh, Kenya. What, what was that like? So I usually say that my entrepreneurship journey uh, started at the dinner table. I grew up in a family where both my parents were entrepreneurs and it's through the entrepreneurship journey that I became acutely aware of the financial freedom entrepreneurship actually provides. And throughout their journey of growing the business, I, my parents really struggled with marketing and sales. And as a child, I, I couldn't understand what was so difficult about marketing, sales and branding. And I quickly realized that my parents had literally built their businesses through reputation through focusing on quality products. But at that time, people were shifting and selling counterfeit, counterfeit products and rebranding them at a much cheaper price. And that impacted how my, my parents' businesses grew. And I really wanted to understand what does it take to build a brand that stands the test of, of time or these brands that people call legacy brands. And that's what drew me into... Um, pursuing a master's degree in business analytics, which to be honest is a marketing analytics program and where we literally were taught how to pull data from consumers and 
predict that data to inform strategic decisions in the market. And that's how I got into um, branding, marketing. That's how I got the opportunity to work with some of the largest beloved brands in America. And that's what led me to pivot into um, entrepreneurship because I really understood what the big brands do and the gap in the small and medium-sized entrepreneurship only exists because of a lack of information. And I wanted to bring that information over. I hear you say lack of information and also knowing the data. So yeah. for especially for product-based entrepreneurs, uh, what kind of numbers are they, should they be looking at? I, I think before we get into the numbers, it's the first thing every product-based entrepreneur really needs to understand and have a good grasp of is their customer. Like really understanding their customer to the granular level. In When we are building our businesses and we're starting off, we mainly focus on just the demographics or the superficial information, but I really emphasize knowing what are their fears and frustrations? What are their desires? What are their wants? What is their ultimate aspiration when they're purchasing this product? Because every time somebody is purchasing a product, they're aspiring to get something or become somebody once they have it physically with them. And that's the work that we really need to do because it will impact our positioning and it will also impact the claim that we have in the market. And major brands have done it. Think about Tesla and their positioning right now. Well, they usually lead with the with the um, carbon emission. But men, it's to be honest, the deep desire for somebody is to get into a car, to drive the, a very powerful car, and just feel right. They feel like you're driving a Tesla. Right? And they've done it. They've, they've, they've positioned themselves well. They have the right claim. They attract the person who's really looking for a simple car to drive, nothing fancy. It does the job, but it's also very powerful. Right? You can think about fashion. Brands like Louis Vuitton. People want to be carrying a Louis Vuitton bag. Why? It's a status. And, and Louis V knows that I'm targeting this person. This is what we, this is a person we're going for, and they attract that. But oftentimes, in our, if you're really in the small space, we double. We're speaking to this person. We're also speaking to this person, and we don't have a laser-focused message and person that we're talking to. And any, in any case, it's always go deep versus going wide. Before we get into the numbers, so how do you go about re- really understanding the, the, the customers? Oh, it's doing the work that nobody wants to do. It's doing market research. Many people want to build their businesses based on trial and error. But the only way to truly build a business is through scientific precision, which hinges on market research. Pulsing your audience. If you don't have an audience, is thinking about where is my audience currently hanging out and where can I go and get that information from? If you have an audience, it's talking to them, doing quarterly surveys, asking them what keeps them afloat. If you're doing um, calls, if you're receiving um, customer consultations, really understanding the pe- the person who's reaching out to you and tailoring your messaging and your marketing to them so that they, they're constantly like, why is she always in my head? How does she get me? That's where, that's how you do it. It's through market research. You can't build your business based on gut and feelings. 
you have to leverage your data. Yeah, I've also heard the phrase that if you can understand the customers uh, better than they can understand themselves, or they can, you can voice out their, their, their needs, their concerns, their fears, then, then you are you're very good at it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So now let's let's shift it to the, the numbers again. Like how important is it to know the numbers and what kind of numbers should they be looking at? It's important to know your numbers because knowing your numbers will inform the parameters that you need to establish in your business but it also help you identify opportunities for cost savings. And why do I, when I talk about the parameters is, for example, when it comes to marketing, do you, are you profitable enough to add on paid traffic or to add on another channel? Many times, especially right now, we, we're operating in a world where information is right at our fingertips. But we have to be, we have to do a very good job of distilling that information and asking ourselves, is this information relevant for me based on the current stage of business and season I am in? And so if you the only way you can answer that question is if you've looked at your, your data and you're like, you know what, I still don't have the profit, I don't I still don't have enough profit to add on another channel. That's one when it comes to, to marketing. And, on, and data, what do you look at? Look at your profits. The other thing you need to look at is when it comes to your financials, you need to understand, am I making money only when I'm on promotion or am I making money without promotion? And which of these months am I having the, the highest revenue uptake and what's driving that uptake? Because, because sometimes you can see if you've been in business for a while, you'll be like, you know what? 50% of my sales come from promotion and if that's the case, don't take out promotion from your business. You know, so it informs what strategy do you need to do? The other thing, another, when it comes to marketing, looking at your website data, looking at your, your consumer's path to purchase and their behaviors, what are they gravitating to? Where, where are most of your sales coming from? Because you could be spending a lot of time on one channel, but you actually realize that I'm actually growing through referrals on a blogging site. Is it SEO that's driving? If it's SEO that's driving, maybe I need to pump in more dollars there. It really just helps you get smarter when it comes to inventory. What products are not moving? Why aren't they moving? Do I have an, do I, am I in a situation where I have way too many products that I can manage? What's my best time to reorder? Based on the inventory that I have, how should my marketing look like for the entire quarter, for the entire six months? And these questions, you can guess your way through for a very short time. But when you get bigger, when you're starting to scale, it becomes impossible because scaling just requires looking at what's currently working, duplicating those results, and ultimately amplifying your, your sales. Yeah, I love that. Basing it on the data to see how you can grow and scale and and, and it's about making data-driven decisions, right? Not, not just like gut, <laughs> gut feelings. <Not> and <laughs> yeah. So how do you uh, say, like, what is the most important part of the different cycles, like when people are growing their business from when they are emerging to growth to, to scaling their business? What are the important, like, marketing and sales strategies for each phase? So for emerging, this is somebody who has an idea, has this concept that they want to bring to life, in this stage, your main focus is to see if you can actually prove out your concept. And so when it comes to marketing, 
your primary focus. I, I get it in this stage, you want to make sales, but I want you to understand your primary focus at this particular stage is to build a community, is to build your audience and nurture those people. Because at the end of the day, you have to sell to human beings and people buy from somebody they trust, like, and know. So when, when it comes to your, your marketing, pick one platform, pick one channel, and really begin to nurture your community through credit, by building credibility and also showing authority. Why, why are you the CEO of this fashion brand? Why is fashion important to you? What is it about your fashion that makes it different compared to somebody else? And when it comes to sales, what you want to focus it on is selling your product however you can. This is not the chance where you go and pay the most expensive graphic designer or the most expensive website designer because you, you haven't proven up your concept. This is where you go to events in your local community, sell it to your, your neighbors, your friends, your family, anyone you see, like do uh, an event in your apartment. So, you know, just sell it however you can because all you're trying to do is ask, answer this question. Is there demand for this product that I'm selling? And now when you notice there is demand for this product that I'm selling, you now move into the growth stage where you've had some consistent sales, You've had some traction. And the question that is bothering you right now is, can I be able to sustain this? And if I can be able to sustain this, what do I need to do? So if you're in this stage, what you need to start focusing on is understanding your metrics, understanding your marketing metrics, understanding your customer metrics, understanding your inventory metrics, understanding your profitability metrics, because that will help you understand Am I in a cash crunch or do I have enough cash left over in my business to support all the activities that I'm going to be doing right now? Because here what you're doing is you're dialing in every process, every system in your business. You're now becoming the CEO of your business. And now when you have a dialed in marketing, granted your marketing efforts here are still to continue growing your audience. Like you're still building your email list, you're still nurturing them, you're still growing your platforms, you're really honing in on your marketing. If you're doing ads, you're getting very good at those ads. It's where you're like, you know what, I'm going to make sure I do these ads up until it can stick. Once now you have that, you have now a documented process when it comes to your ordering, your fulfillment, your messaging, your... Um, your customer, you have a very good understanding of your customer. Now you move into the scaling stage where in, when it comes to scaling, what you're trying to do is you're trying to systematize and attract clients at the same time. What are you systematizing? You're systematizing something that has already worked. You're systematizing your operating, you're delegating your marketing, you're delegating your fulfillment. Now you're creating the infrastructure that will take you to the next level by taking yourself out so that you can start to focus on the zone of genius of being a CEO and asking yourself, where am I going to grow? The biggest mistake in the scaling stage is people operating through the year-over-year mentality, meaning you're still doing the same thing that you did last year, which constantly still keeps you stuck. 
But the only way you can grow is when you start becoming a visionary and you're asking yourself, where do I want to be three years from today, five years from today, and so on. But you won't be able to do that up until you're in a, in a chance, you're in a state of systematizing your delivery and your client attraction process. Do everybody reach that stage though? Because like not everybody is more like the visionary type though. Many, it, honestly, this entrepreneurship journey just really hinges on the desire for you to be successful. Because the only reason you will not reach that stage is if you choose to quit on yourself. Or if you choose, if you don't have the right infrastructure from the get-go. Because if you haven't priced correctly, you're going to constantly be on a hamster wheel. You're constantly going to have inventory crunches. You're going to be getting into debt and you can't pay for that. So what I say is partner with somebody or learn from somebody that's going to teach you the foundational principles that will stand the test of time. It's easy to be caught up in this quick, shiny object uh, messaging and marketing out there, but ask yourself, does that help my business infrastructure stand the test of time? If the answer is no, that's not what you need to be investing. You need to invest in uh, services that will teach you how to price your product for multiple channels. You need to invest in services that will teach you how to position and package your product. You need to invest in services that will teach you how to market your product in an organic way as well as a paid way. And then you also need to invest in services that will teach you different ways of maximizing your sales, both on e-commerce, phone channels, or retail. Those four things are the things you should be thinking about because once you have them straight initially, everything is just putting fuel to the fire. You know your pricing, so you're always going to have profit. You know your positioning, so you're always going to be able to articulate your value. You know your packaging and design, so you're going to be able to last for years without having to do packaging redesign. You know your sales channel, so you're very laser-focused on what you need to be doing to get you through these different stages. Wow, yeah, that's that's full of fact, full of uh, great content. I'll make sure to re-listen to that part, especially... And uh, which growth uh, stage you are, uh, which stage of business you are at, and make sure to re-listen to that and focus in on that um, strategy that uh, that Maureen has mentioned there. And Maureen, I like to ask this uh, question to my guest: Is what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? Maybe it can be like from a from a mentor of yours. My best piece of advice were, has always been, and this still anchors me: impatience will kill your dream. Mm, what, what does that mean? If, you, if you're constantly rushing to do something or you're constantly impatient, that impatience will make you not achieve what you truly desired. Because it's a process. Let nobody lie to you. There is, every, there is a growth process that you have to go, to go through in order to achieve what you want. And in business... Your business will not outpace your personal growth. That's a fact. If you haven't made a certain amount of money, if you haven't achieved a certain level in your business, there is something that needs to happen on a personal level for you to get that, to get to that. So ask yourself, what do I, who do I need to become in order to achieve that? What do I need to learn in order to achieve that? 
And if you're not willing to go through that process of growth, if you're very impatient, like you mentioned, you probably may not get into the scaling stage. Yeah, being patient and keep working on yourself uh, to become a better person and eventually the business will, will grow. Yeah, I love, I love that advice. And so for Maureen, love your sharing today. So if people want to learn more about uh, your work, they want to follow you, or they want to get in touch with you, what will be the best way for them to do that? If you want to get in touch with me, the best way would be to go to my website, www.startwordconsulting.com, S-T-A-R-T-W-A-R-D consulting.com. There is a quick form you can fill and we can quickly get on a phone to connect. But if you want to follow us uh, and see what we're doing, I'd highly recommend coming to my Instagram profile. It's Maureen Mwangi, M-W-A-N-G-I official. Mm, yep. I'll be sure to put all the links uh, in the show notes. And can you talk a bit more about what does your uh, consulting do? Like who, who would be like the best person uh, that is ideal for you? Oh, so my consulting really helps um, emerging and, grow, and growing product-based businesses by teaching them the fundamental principles to scale their brand. So if, you, if you're in the emerging stage and you're really looking to understand how do I accelerate my revenue, increase my profits, and build a brand, we teach you four different things, how to define your brand secret sauce so that you can understand whether you've dialed in your right positioning, your pricing strategy, and begin to beat the market. We also really focus on teaching you how to create great messaging so that you can reel in your customers and start attracting customers that can command a high price tag. We also teach you how to develop a simple marketing plan that allows you to attract customers like clockwork. And lastly, we teach you strategies to maximize your sales, both in e-commerce, retail, and home channels. So if you're in the emerging stage, are you getting started into this journey? You will be a fantastic person for our incubator program. But if you're looking to scale to the next uh, seven figure in revenue or to the next level of growth, we have um, um, a higher level mastermind where we really focus on teaching you how to systematize your business to achieve the next level of growth, but also teach you how to predict your cash flow and your marketing to allow you to get there. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so make sure to get in touch with uh, Maureen. And Maureen, uh, many of our listeners, they are into mission-driven. They are they have a social cause as well. So tell me a little bit about your Taji Foundation because I think that's quite fascinating. How can, how can people support that? Uh, so Taji Foundation started off as a passion project where uh, that was inspired by the fact that a, I grew up in Kenya and Kenya is a very patriarchal society. And because it's very patriarchal, a lot of the, the, the boy child was forgotten when we had this whole push of women empowerment. And if for, for a generation to succeed, for a generation to achieve um, so much in our community, it hinges on the success of the boy child. But there are many programs, many causes that have not been looking after the boy child. So my goal is to educate the boy child through high school and college and provide them a platform to get the best level of education so that they can be able to impact the generation behind them. That's what inspired me because it was, it was such 
um, struggle seeing my husband go through the whole process of getting married, go through the whole process of being vetted to be <laughs> to be my husband, and all of it just um, depended on whether he would be able to support me. That was it. And I don't want any other boy to experience that. And that's the reason why I decided to create this and really attach it to my business, providing education to entrepreneurs, but also providing education to the boys in Kenya. Yeah, I mean, education is super important because those kids, they are the future, right? So what's the, how do people, if people want to support it, uh, how do they do that? Uh, contact me, just directly message okay. me and contact me, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I really appreciate you um, being here, Maureen. So is there any final like takeaways or any final things that you'd like to share that maybe I didn't ask? Um, I would just, my parting shot is um, telling, I always tell entrepreneurs that the vision you have has been put inside of you because you are the person that is required to bring it to life. So don't sit on your vision. It may be challenging, but know there's a reason why that's been imposed on you. And it's your duty to take a leap of faith, provide a solution for your customer and begin to create an impact as an entrepreneur because as entrepreneurs, we're responsible of rebuilding the economy, creating jobs and feeding our families during a, during a time of farming. Yeah, love that. Thank you so much, Maureen. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you so much.